Hi and welcome to this episode of Tales on Plantation Volume 41. Unfortunately there were some audio issues so you'll hear um, some drops in audio quality and some chopping and changing here and there but we hope you still enjoy the episode. Please don't forget to like, share and subscribe on all your favourite podcast platforms whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, wherever you can get good podcasts. Remember to continue the conversation at the hashtag Tolson Plantation. You can get us on Instagram at Tolson the Plantation, on Facebook Tolson the Plantation, Twitter at Plantation Tells, where you can see me tweeting about what I'm tweeting about. Um, and yeah, hope you enjoy the show. Tales from the Plantation, Volume 41. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. Today is a bit of a mad one. Um, I know a couple of people have been asking for the episode. We appreciate you. We appreciate our listeners who, you know, want us to make episodes. But it's all a bit unorthodox today, but it doesn't matter because we're here. Um, and I am Harry Tubman, leading you all to freedom. We also have with us... It's your boy Jay, CFPP underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And we also have... Buttons. Hello, I'm back. Well, for this one episode only. Life has been life in, but... For my fans, I thought I'd come out of of hiding. Fans, fans. Did I, did I stutter? Um, excuse I mean, me, but I, we um, what we're not gonna what we're not gonna do is use stuttering as some kind of of, of weakness. Okay. <laughs> wow. No, no, no. It started no, already. It started do already. It. Is it politically correct to simply be respectful of the existence of people who live with a stammer? Can we huh? close? You know what? Start this again. I, I quit. It's a bit of a sticky one still. Not too much light can be shed on that one there, car. Anyway, um, so... There's been a lot going on. I feel like we're going to start it with um, something that, a story that I found very, very, very frustrating. Very frustrating. Um, and it feels like there's a lot of misinformation going around. I will probably be on the unpopular side of this opinion, but I just don't care, really. Um, so Shikari Richardson, an amazing sprinter from the US. I think she's 21 years old. Um, she ran, I believe it was 10.73, not too long ago, maybe a couple months ago, burst onto, well, I say burst onto the world stage. If you knew, you knew her before, but if you didn't, you kind of heard about her recently. Um, and yeah, so essentially what ended up happening was she burst into the world stage. Great. And then this month, just maybe a couple days or maybe yesterday, at the time or two days ago time recording she got done for smoking marijuana well she had traces of marijuana in her system um and so the US ADA which is the anti-doping agency so obviously for athletics suspended her for a month and it led to social media uproar people were saying this is racist people starting petitions people saying all this kind of stuff saying how could you stop how could you stop the fastest woman in the world this is an attack on black women they don't want black women to run all this kind of stuff and so to me this is just my i'll let you guys rebut me as i'm probably gonna have the a terrible opinion everyone's gonna slate me for it 
But I think this is just an example of American exceptionalism and it's completely ridiculous. She knew the rules. Granted, her mum passed and that's awful. And she probably took this just to stem the, the pain. Totally understand it. Still, she is an athlete. That's the rules. She took it and she got suspended. People tried to compare it to Michael Phelps. No, Michael Phelps got suspended for three months and he didn't even drug test him. It was just because he was pictured with a bong. So actually, it's the same rule for every. It is actually the same rule for everybody. And I also very much disagree with the argument. This is about targeting black people because it's not. White people smoke weed more than black people do. That's a fact. So to make this a black issue is ridiculous because there's a bunch of Jamaican athletes who are all going to the Olympics and they didn't smoke a lick of weed. And will likely win. And will likely win. And are faster. <laughs> That's the other thing. This whole thing that she's the fastest woman in the world is not true. It's just, it's actually not correct. <laughs> it's not yeah. a map. She's well, I think it's it's fair to say she's on track to be one of the fastest women in the world. Oh, That's absolutely. Absolutely fair to say. Yeah. And I, I do think, so while I agree, like the rules are the rules, I think they should be revised. Like, obviously, not in 30 days, time, like, suspension. You did, you did the crime, you got to do the time. Like, the rules are the rules. We get that. But it is a stupid law, a stupid rule. Yeah. Because if she'd, like, as I've been informed by very reliable sources unaffiliated with myself, if she'd taken cocaine, I wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been able to find that. And that is a... Uh, an agile drug enhancer like that would help her if anything the weed should have slowed her down when you think about it everything that she's about or done should have slowed her down okay okay so it so just shows that she was she's just even more great it's unfortunate but she's even more great than we originally thought so what i so i want to say two things there one so this is my other gripe. People are saying the weed rule is wrong because surely it slows you down. My thing is, did anybody actually read what the World Anti-Doping Agency said was their reasoning for why? If you did and you disagree with it, fine. But most people are disagreeing based on what they think the, it says rather than what it actually says. And I'm like, if you don't know about athletics, you can just say, I don't know. It doesn't seem right to me, but I could be wrong. But people are saying this is absolutely definitely wrong without me knowing what the scientists what the science says about it at all or what their reasoning was and i don't like that either so where can I, if, if i can just jump in here i think i'm kind of in the middle of both of you surprise surprise for anyone who has heard <laughs> <laughs> so, so to be clear what position you right on top of the fence uh, I'd like to see myself as hovering over it in a enlightened <laughs> state. Wow. Okay. Um, so here's where I stand on it, though. Um, I completely agree that the rules are outdated. Um, and the example I would point to in terms of a need for revision of rules is uh, if we look back just a few days ago, the banning of the larger swim caps yeah that were designed specifically to help uh mainly people with uh coarser hair basically black women to still be able to swim and keep their hairs at the hair dry um and keep it you know aerodynamic because that's what the uh olympic level athletes are doing or we look back a month or two 
don't know how long ago it was now for Naomi Osaka, right? And the and the impact she had because of the rules the state she has to give uh, interviews. So in my opinion, I agree that the rules do need to be changed. However, where I think Shikari differs from the Osakas is Naomi knew that there was potentially a consequence to her action and she accepted that within the current rules, this is the impact of my actions. And I don't know, from what I've seen on Shikari's social media feed she's not I, I i don't know i think there is still a level of arrogance in there which i think is expected for any um top level athlete because you, if you're good you're good but there is still that need for a recognition that actually these are the rules that i am signing up to and if i decide to step out of that which is entirely within my right to do I also need to accept that the consequences will be as lined out in the rules at the moment. So this is unfortunately where we had to switch programs because the audio was messing up, as you could probably hear. Um, so the audio quality now is a little bit degraded, but we started off just chatting um, as we were trying to get buttons back in. And then we resumed our conversation about Shikari Richardson. Here you go. Hey, What are you saying there, man? Yo... There's a tiredness in my bones. It's different. It's different. Like I'm, I'm really ready for retirement or a lottery win. I need You're really ready to what? Either retire or win the lottery. I mean, boy, I've been ready. I just need to... Since the, the crypto thing's not busting anymore, bro... <laughs> Do you know how many people are crying? People are crying about crypto right now, bro. People this are is absolutely fine. So this is why I'm, I'm, I'm. I mean, unsurprisingly, my risk appetite is very low. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can imagine yours is very low. So things like I'm, I am pretty much entirely an ETF kind of guy. Give me those right. funds. Let me diversify it. Or now, <coughs> the shaky shakiness of, of individual markets hasn't yeah. hit me too tough. Right. So you're diversified. You're cool. So I know that yeah. over the next 10, 15, 20 years, I will have at most like a 1% dip in my total mm. value, I can deal with 1%. That's so interesting, bro. Like, literally, my, my risk appetite is complete. I uh, Probably the opposite to yours. It's not super high, like some people's, but it's high. Mm. Like, I've... Crypto, I want to... I'm recording this, so I don't want to say how much, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've lost, um, let's say... Yeah, the value of my crypto dropped by... It's dropped by half. Which, to me, actually, I'm cool with. One, because because I was invested from 2018, I'm still up yeah, yeah. overall. But, <clears throat> yeah, it was... The thing is, it's funny, because it didn't really even... It hasn't even really affected me that much. Mainly because, like, 
I've seen crypto drop, like when I first bought it, it dropped by 80%. So from that, I could never be, I put in a hundred pounds, no, 200 pounds of crypto on day one, day one that I had crypto. And like by day 30 or day 40, it was down 80%. So I didn't really, it didn't really phase me, like the whole, this crypto drop. Yeah. And because I believe in it long-term, I'm cool. See, one of my, one of my ETFs, one of my ETFs is just global blockchain. Ooh, really? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so if 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 the crypto market does well, I will benefit from it. If right. it doesn't, it's not going to hit me too much. Yeah, that makes sense. That's the thing for me. My thing is, like you say, it's diversification. So I've got stocks as well. So actually my stocks are... Well, actually my stocks have been bad, but that's mainly because I'm I've been invested so much in tech Oh, and tech man, took man. a massive dip yeah. when, like, they thought, oh, everything's back open. Like, we're going to get into, like, you know, just loads of other stuff. And one thing I wish I'd done, which I was so stupid for not doing, there's a couple of things I regret doing, but this one is the biggest one. Like, oil. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I was in bro, oil. They were giving long. away oil. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was, I was in oil for a little bit. Yeah. That and rebound is nice. It back down, I was like, all right, I'm out. What's what's been yeah. my most surprising one? U.S. banks. U.S. banks was is the one that I am surprised at how well it's done. Oh really? Mm. Like what? What is it? Like J.P. Morgan? And uh, couldn't tell you. It's a collection of U.S. banks. Right. And I think it was uh, at the point when uh, Biden came in, they got a little bump. And then there must have yeah. been some regulation that went through. Gave them mm. another little bump again. I was like, hmm, I'll take that. Thanks, Joe. Oh, clean, clean. I had clean. I had a, um, a clean energy fund, which has gone down, which is, is down like 25% still, which was really annoying because I thought, ah, oh, clean energy, that's a dead set. But my thing is, I'm not, inv- I'm not investing in any stocks for the long, for the short term. I'm investing for the long. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Really, I think clean energy is going to go back up, and I also think like, you know what, like, the same with my crypto, it will go back up. There's only a couple stocks I'm in at the moment, like really just like in and out, like AMC and Wish. I'm in and out of that. Like once I once I see them, I mean, I'm also them, restricted I'm by work on what I can and can't. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, restricted. Yeah. Buttons, are you here? By the way, are you just listening to us ramble about? Yeah, what? I'm here. I thought you are you recording. Yeah, I'm recording. Oh yeah. <laughs> you just had nothing to say. <laughs> like, well, I no, I just wasn't going to interrupt because I was like, oh, I'll just like slide in. You know, I didn't realize I needed a whole entry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what? What I'm okay. So basically, guys, if you're listening, I've. My internet has shagged everything, so basically we switched. But what we were talking about was... Um, Wait, no, I had a rebuttal point to um, what Tunde just said, had said sorry. on the last link. Because I was thinking that in, in and amongst everything, mm. I was actually really um impressed well I say impression not my child like but impressed with how Ashakari had handled 
the situation like I kind of respected the fact that she was just like yeah look this is where I was at but I did what I did I accept the ban I'll be back and moved forward with it I didn't really get the whole um what Tundee said in terms of her being arrogant about it or like I, I feel like she didn't act the way that you would expect or the way that we've seen top athletes at before when they've been accused of when they've been in similar situations um and I thought her reaction was actually quite credible unless I yeah, missed didn't she just say I'm human and left it at that or yeah I thought as far as I know like obviously I don't follow her on all social so I don't know what she like blinked whenever but I saw the I'm human I saw she did a couple um press interviews about it explaining why it happened like with her mum um and finding out on the uh, on another interview, which was very bad form. So I saw her do all of that, and then she just said, "But yeah, look, like I did what I did. I know the rules. I, you know, I'll, I'll adhere to the the, the ban. And sure, after that, I'll be back fighting bigger and better. It's not the last you'll see of me, type thing. Which I thought was very like highly commendable. So yeah, I I saw that. I think it was the latest one I saw was, was 5.35 UK time today. So it must have been yesterday evening for her. And it was like, the support, love heart, love heart. My community, I thank y'all. The negative, forget y'all and enjoy the games because we all know it won't be the same. And I was like, eh, won't it? You've never been before. No, I feel like... It'd be very, it'd be very different. It'd be different if Usain Bolt got banned. It'd be different if... um. Fre- Shelley and Fraser Price was bad. Huh? Right. I to me, it's not. That's other, that, other people can have that one. To me, is no. That people get banned for taking substances. When If you want to protest the law itself and say, I don't think the law makes sense based on what they've the World Anti Doping Agency has said, I've read it and I think it's still stupid. Great. I'm with you there. I totally with you. But if you're just saying, well, my athlete that I like can't go because of this law, which she knew about and didn't adhere to. No, sorry. Like, bro, if you saying Bolt, if you saying Bolt done the same thing, I'd be like, see ya. Yeah. That's your business. You knew what you knew what the rules were. Why did you break them? I just I think that like, okay, I hear what you said in terms of what she said yesterday, but is that maybe Maybe I'm also arrogant, but honestly, I would say the exact same thing. Like, I say the same thing on a daily basis, and I don't even have fans or haters. Like, what the hell? My haters bun you lot. My fans love you. I'll be back. Nothing's going to be the same if I'm not in the room, of course. Like, that's not... I don't even, <laughs> I don't even see that as, um, as arrogant, to be fair. Like, you've got to know... What... Like, what... What is the difference between arrogance and knowing your value? If you know that you bring the source to the party, why can you not say you bring the source to the party? I don't understand. Well, I don't know. I feel, so I think for me, maybe it's because I don't know her like that. But particularly on this stage, on the Olympic stage, she's not, she's not there yet. She's not. I could I could get it if any of the big big dons who've been to Olympics, who've been winning, who've been even just competing, just 
multiple Olympics. I get that you're, you're 18. It's confidence. Be confident. I'm not telling her to dull the shine at all because clearly she qualified. She's still very young. Rate it. But it would be a bit of a, listen, to my haters, listen, you lot do you. Um, I'm going to keep on cheering Team USA because I know it's going to be my turn next or I'm going to be world champ next. Calm. I don't mind that. What do you mean it's not going to be the same? We've never watched you. It's going to be exactly the same as the last one when you weren't at it. Nah. Do you know what? I think, yeah, you have to believe in your source. I promise you I've never won a damn medal. <laughs> but if I was going to the Olympics and then I wasn't, it is not going to be the same because I am it. Before everyone else gives you your accolade, yeah, before you become the multi... Badge wearing, whatever of whoever you have to believe in yourself, and I feel like I feel so strongly that that's all she's doing, and I will not, I cannot knock her for that because do you know what? It's not, it, it's not. Um, I I don't think she's coming across like she's lacking humility or anything like that. Like it's first of all, it's a tweet. If I can't, if I can't like big up myself on my own Twitter, where can I, where can I big up my chest, please? Like it, I don't know. I just I'm on the yeah. I'm vehemently on the other side of where today is. Okay, so, so wait, so wait, here's, here's a, that, so hold up. Just before you do, what we're hearing is conclusive confirmation that I'm not on the fence. Yeah, <laughs> imagine, imagine, yeah. Imagine taking forty-one episodes to get off the fence, then ending up on the wrong damn side. <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, no, no, hold on. Let's so let me come on this one. What I will say, what I'm, I'm not trying. So the things with Shakari Richardson, in a sense, basically, she's kind of right, right? Like she ran ten seventy-three. Shelly Ann ran ten sixty-one. The final would have been like I said it like before this whole thing came out, having Dina versus Shikari versus Blessing versus Shelly Ann would and plus um, Elaine Thompson, it it's gonna be a mad it's gonna be a madness like you can't really say for certain who's gonna win like I think it will be Shelly Ann but it will be tight and you know on the day mar- like small margins make everything, um, but at the same time I hear what Tunde said like this is your first Olympics like you might bomb out like. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, it isn't just about running. Like, people act like, okay, people act like it's just about running fast. It's not just, like, there is so many other factors that come into it. Like, your start, all these kind of things. Like, you could you could full start and get disqualified. All these things could happen. Um, one, th- one thing that I, I just, my main thing with this and the thing that's really annoying me is the American exceptionalism that is is happening around, that's the discourse that's happening, which is, our athlete can't compete. She's the best. Therefore, F the Olympics. This competition is stupid. Whereas the thing is with weed, for instance, weed is not legal in bare countries. Yes, it's legal in some places in America, but it's a world anti-doping agency for one. There's a lot of places where weed is not legal and it's not like just okay. Like, so I'm sorry, but you lot just got your, you lot were just cool with weed five seconds ago. So you can't be now acting like everyone else is backwards for not, being like you know what I'm saying forward on on these kind of things but then the other thing is I, so I'm just reading underneath Shikari's tweet where she said this my community I thank you the negative forget you and enjoy the games because we know it won't be the we all know it won't be the same 
She said, it should also be noted that no matter who wins the Olympics in, their, in her category, they should note they did not beat the best because racism didn't allow this to be a fair competition. Therefore, any win by any, anyone is a win to lesser athletes and is not a win. Those kind of ignorant tweets are what annoys me because the best are the Jamaicans that are faster than her currently, for one. But the other thing is, the second thing is that this is not racism. This is not, like, it's not race. This is not actually why she's out. It's got nothing to do with that. I mean, you could say, when I say it's got nothing to do with that, what I mean is, currently in this situation, whether it was a white or a black athlete, the same ruling would have happened. Then the third thing is, any win to anyone is, a, is by anyone is a win to lesser athletes. I mean... Yeah, that's really disrespectful. It's just, it's just like, it's, it's disrespectful. And I think that's the problem. It's not necessarily her tweet necessarily as, but it's kind of a problem, but it's more the problem of just Americans thinking that they're just better than everyone. Yeah, and like the and facts so, are, bro, you're not, bro. Like, and, and when you look at who's right. who the, that American not. trait, right? That American trait is Americans. Period. We're not about to put like our whole issue with the whole of America on the one little poor little girl. No, no, no. We're not putting it on her, but what we are saying is this is a prime example of it, right? Because I, I think back to I was, I think I must have saw a clip of, um. Well, the clip was titled Usain Bolt being petty, right? Because a reporter asked him, um, I think he just beat Johan Blake in a heat or something. Um, and the reporter, the Jamaica reporter said, Yo, do you think you uh do you think you beat Johan because he he uh, pulled up or he didn't run as fast as he could? And he's like, What are you talking about? You think the only way that I could have beaten Johan Blake, an athlete of great quality is because he wasn't running his best. I had to be at my best to beat him because he's there. Uh, and it's that respect for the other people in your field, regardless of whether they're Americans, whether they are um, Jamaicans, wherever they're from. Like To put it in those terms is really disrespectful to the other athletes that you're supposed to be competing against. But at the, at the same time, she's 21, though. So it's like, she's she's even... We're not even going to get to this discussion. But Surely you look up and you realise... That so many of these people who have changed the way that um, a sprinting works, they are they are part of the reason why you are able to sprint the way you are because they have they fine tuned the sport, they fine tuned the art, the work that goes into it. All the people who came before, it's not just it's not just you woke up and one day you were fast. That's not how it came. There's people who've done the work, like. Especially when you look at her being her age, 21, and Shelly Ann being hers and the experience she has. Put respect, no? Okay. I feel like I should I should say the second half of the tweets that Harry read, like fair enough. It's it's a it's a tad arrogant. Even I can't defend it. But at the same time, like, have you ever started a sentence not really knowing where it's going to end up? But like, I just keep going. Side. Oh my god, keep I'm going. I put this side now, so it's like, <laughs> like whatever, whatever. Um, I, I think her tweets definitely, yeah, it shows a level of arrogance, and there does need to be an overall better level of showmanship and respect of other athletes that that bit is a bit cheeky I'm not gonna lie that's kind of table talk you know you think it but you don't say it out loud you certainly don't tweet it to the world honey but what I will say is 
as um, Harry said, she's young. She'll live and learn through this experience, like the whole experience, the, the situation and the aftermath as well. And, you know, hopefully we will see her again in the future. And hopefully she is able to back up a talk because that would be the most awkward thing ever. <laughs> Not someone quote tweeting her at the next Olympics being like, where you were, sis? You know, and, and this is the thing. I'm I I am excited to see the new talent coming through, right? There was um I, I retweeted a video of how old is this guy? Seventeen? This seventeen year old he went pro um and was dusting full grown men in a sprint race. And I was like, you know what? I rate it. I love it. I've got plenty of time for supporting new talent coming through because what they're gonna be able to do is gonna be very different to even what the Usains have done, right? But while you are doing that, you still got to recognise, like, there's just a level of respect, professional respect, for people who at one point will be your peers and a year or two ago were the people you were aspiring to be. So Yeah, but to be, to be fair, though, she it's, uh, the thing is, I don't know. At the same time, I just, I understand because of how dope, like, Shikari, like, she kind of came out the gate going mad. Like, in 2019, she got 1075, which is just, like, stupid. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I understand the arrogance. And I, I don't know, a lot of, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of the culture, uh, how American got, I'm, my thing is, I'm kind of cool with it. It's more just, like, don't act like you guys are the centre of the universe. And stop, you can't say, oh, they're trying to take down black women. Well, this is not a, like, bro, this, the whole race will be black women. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's the other thing that I, while I agree that this specific situation isn't overtly race related, I don't feel like we can ever actually say race is irrelevant or this situation isn't about race because even though it may not have been at the beginning in terms of um the actual ruling I think though even that is is so tied up in history like in terms of how black athletes are over policed and over tested more so than their white counterparts like there's actually so much going on behind the scenes that I don't feel comfortable agreeing that it's not about race I could say that it's not over like to say that this is an example of them suppressing black women feels like a bit of a reach but also and wouldn't be the angle I personally would take in reading the situation but I don't think we can clear cut say that it's not about race because even look at the media conversations around it after the fact Nothing we do can ever not be about race. It's always about race. Do you see what I mean? Like I just, I don't know. Yeah. No, I got, I got, no. You're, you're. I think you're right about that. Like I don't think you can ever remove race totally from a conversation. I just think because it's not like other black women are being. I basically, I think there's other race issues. For instance, like this, the Southern African women that are being like kicked out of the 400 meters and told to go race in 200 meters. Like, that's probably more of a race thing than, than this. Yeah. But anyway, since we don't have much time, I'ma keep it pushing. But what we can agree is that the fastest woman in the world is actually Shelly Ann Fraser-Price, and Jamaica will, as always, triumph. 
because <laughs> it's what we do. <laughs> it is what we do. And segueing nicely from into another one of Jamaica's triumphs. <laughs> Rajiv, I mean Raheem. Rajiv <laughs> Sterling. Unbelievable. Listen. No, it's no, it's a private joke. Okay. It's because it um Oh sorry, no up, Africans allowed. Is that what we're doing? Here? We're doing no Africans allowed, is that it? <laughs> wow. Wait, he his mic already. Is he still on? Sorry. I, I, my I, bad. I didn't realise we were still doing that. I didn't realise this was this was the early 2000s and we're back in the Africa versus <laughs> Caribbean. That's because we let you we'll have your little Afro beats, yeah? I don't think we ever stop playing this game. Wow. <laughs> little Afro beats, she said. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm not involved. Basically, trying to protect his brand now. Huh? I, I was I was just listening to some South African hands yesterday. Um, <laughs> I love the um, um, piano. I love it. <laughs> I'll give you some of that tem, Thames, Thames lover. <laughs> All right, listen, we're, we're talking about Raheem Sterling. So shout out to Raheem Sterling who's been carrying the England team on his back the whole um, way the whole tournament um, yeah he's he's done bits in every game scored in what was it four out of five three out no, of five three out of five sorry three out of five games assisted um, scored or assisted, assisted or, or assisted in four out of five yeah um, and yeah I, we just but okay my question to you guys is do you are you supporting England because for me I'm actually just supporting the black players from England. And if by extension England win, shout out to the black players. But yeah, I anything think else is whatever. It's me. exactly that. Like I don't I so this whole Euros football competition has been a real soul search for me because obviously history has shown that we cannot back England. They are not backable. Okay. As a football team, as a country, the whole thing's just wash. <laughs> like, if we're honest. However, what we have in the Euros is like racist countries playing against other racist countries. Every match, I'm trying to choose like which is the lesser evil. So I just pick the team that has the most black players because really and truly, that's what that's what we're about. And now that Sterling has performed as we all know he would and got England to such a place. I still don't feel comfortable saying I'm supporting England, but I do feel comfortable saying I'm supporting Sterling, Saka, Rashford, and the other one. <laughs> Sancho, Sancho, Bellingham, Phillips, Kyle Walker, Tyrone Mings. Tyrone Mings, 100%, because he held it down before Harry Maguire came back in. Yeah. yeah, just rooting for everybody black. I was yeah. rooting for France. So sad about yeah, that. France, France had bare black players. I was like, wow. I mean, France also had bare black colonies. So <laughs> yeah, France. France. Basically, the French team is like Senegal, Ivory Coast, and then man just Basically. <laughs> put all, all together. The they said they didn't want to let in, but we'll let that go. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, can, I mean, I, yeah. can I ask? Like, do you guys not judge, but? If you were a footballer, let's put it like this. If you're a footballer, would you play for England or your home country? I I would play for the team that gave me the best chance of a successful career. I won't lie. Oh, you're you got to be real. yeah, you got to be real. It's about you're about this money, man. Yeah, like the what's it called, Oscar from Chelsea. 
Mm. My guy was l- like he was lighting up the prem. It was him. He was pushing out Aiden Hazard at a time when they were both um, at their prime. And then China came and said, "Yo, listen, we will pay you all the money you'll ever need." And we went <laughs> safe. All right, peace. Later. Oh, China. Later, my you. <laughs> now, the piece is the piece. The piece is worth it. And I think for me, it's it, you know, it's an interesting conversation because. I remember there was a conversation going around about, um, you know, taking an MBE or an OBE or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I don't see it as, I guess I don't see it as the same thing. Like, for me, I wouldn't take an MBE or an OBE, but would I play, for, if I'm Raheem Sterling, do I play for Jamaica or England? Honestly, I play for England. Yeah. Yeah. Can't lie. Sticky one, sticky one. Yeah. Because it's, it, like, Jamaica, you just know... You're not getting any like you're not gonna quali- like you're probably gonna get slapped up in the Copa America. You're not gonna make the World Cup. It's not really worth it. Like from that perspective, from an integrity perspective, I could understand it. Mm. But but e- equally as well as that, right? It's it's the same thing as uh, you know. Let me not say the same thing, but it's a similar situation to um, us as British uh, Caribbeans and Africans, not. Have not having the exact same connection to back home, so that yeah. that difference. I know for me as a Nigerian, if I go back to Nigeria, there is no world, no reality in which people will hear my voice or see the way I move and be like, "Oh yeah, this is a Nigerian from Nigeria." So there's a there's a different cultural heritage. I think there's a new mix, right? But I I feel like if you played for your if you play for Nigeria. While they wouldn't necessarily welcome you as a for, I was gonna say a pure breed. <laughs> wow! No, what kind Ma'am? of podcast do we? Ma'am? What's going on? Wait, wait, no. While they wouldn't um Ma'am? like see you in that way, I feel like you would be celebrated so Ma'am? more. <laughs> Let it go. Wow. I tried to move on. Fiora buttons, you know, anyway. <laughs> I hate you. Buttons, the far right, pure breed, region. <laughs> My lord. This is this is what's happened over the pandemic, you know. Should I just turn far right, boy? I'm going she back said, to She said Farage. She said Farage. She said Farage no right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fascism is still right um i don't i don't fully agree with him but i do believe i do feel like you're not a pure breed i'm just saying just saying (laughs) no but sorry bands what were you saying about pure breed honestly we get what you mean go on get lost (laughs) i'm beat all right okay i was saying that while they wouldn't accept you or see you as a nigerian born in nigeria they would still celebrate you more for coming back than you would ever be celebrated here. Like, you will not be celebrated here by... Look, Sterling, look at Sterling, how he's performed. What could he have done more? 
how much better could he have been, yeah? And they still would not celebrate him. Whereas you go, if you played for Jamaica, he would absolutely be celebrate. Like they would have a little Sterling Mount Mount Sterling Cafe Sterling this Beach Sterling that like Sterling, Sterling Avenue and that. You know what I mean? Like they would do the most, and I'm sure it's the same in um, Nigeria and all our all our home countries. They would they would celebrate you, celebrate you. Yeah, you know, you're not you're not wrong. Uh, you you are right there. Because Callum Hudson Odoi went to Ghana literally because he didn't get picked for England. He went to Ghana for holiday, and yeah, crowds turned out. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear it. But yeah. equally, as a, I think if we if we link it to the last topic, right? You want to be competing against the very best mm. as an athlete, right? That's where you want to be, and whether we like it or not some of the countries that just don't have as big a population will not give you the opportunity to do that yeah or the infrastructures are in or their their sporting prices in different places yeah like you look at jamaica really it's, it's about athletics for us like it's not and bobs yeah. Was, yeah that's well. right we we don't even focus on football that's why we're not that man said bobsled you know <laughs> yeah trust me when we start this is the problem. This is the problem with black people, though. When we start, when we start, when we start, let us start focusing on something else. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. That's all I'm saying. You lot are gonna be done out here, mate. But for now, we're just gonna let you have your little thing, innit? That's how we're. That's how we're playing it as Jamaicans. Absolutely. Sunday's probably sitting there thinking, "Oh, listen to these two. So arrogant. They don't respect the sport." No, but even yeah, but even check, but check, but check Alia Atkinson though. She's like the one, like she's like the one Jamaican, um, Jamaican swimmer. I think did she come? Where did she come in the in the Olympics? I think she came fourth or something in uh, the finals of the women's breaststroke. And that's like with us, not that's like one person. You get what I'm saying? Like, anyway, let me keep it moving before I start talking too much about Jamaica. Um, but do you guys, so are you, have you guys been, do you guys feel like, would you like wear like an England t-shirt or like put up an England flag or anything like that? Or not, that not, oh, flag is an absolute no. So absolute I would no. say on this, on this earth that our Lord and Jesus <laughs> did create and this earth in which I'm currently in, there is no way, no way, darling, there is no way. No way I would ever, I could ever put, hang on, if you put it on, don't you just drop dead? Isn't that how it works? <laughs> Man said, Ben said, hell no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> no this, I, that's not even a joke. They're... But there's bare, there's bare black British people, like, what? doing the whole England flags, wearing no. England t-shirts. What, so good then for I'm going to wave the flag as well and then have two England flags on my cheeks? No, good for them. But listen, the way we grew up, where we grew up, (laughs) that flag is not a flag that says, yeah, 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 come on down, black people. We love having you around. None of that. It's not. It's not. Like, let's not lose our minds. Like, yes, I'm happy for Sterling to do his thing and to carry them through. But let's not lose sight of the reality of the situation. Because you know what it is? Like, for me, I don't know what it... uh, I just... Anytime I see an England flag, I just get a bit of... I, I get, get nervous. A bit, trepida- bit of trepidation. If I see a house that's covered in England flags, 
I just think that's a house I'm never going to. Like, I'm not, I'm not going near it. Yeah, my, one of my neighbours has an England flag in his top window. And I, like, what, I, I just don't talk to him. He spoke to me the other day and I just looked at him like, I need to get my nap. If you're coming for me, I'm going to get you first. Like, it's not, I can't, I can't just look at you and smile like you're a normal person. That flag is aggressive. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. And, and, and to me, and this is well, thing, right? a bit mad. And this is the thing for me as an England, uh, sorry, as a football fan, watching England is always going to be a neutral game for me. If they win, cool. If they lose, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's very entertaining. And I won't lie, when I hear, when I hear, looking back at where we first met, I'm a bit like, you know what? I feel the sentiment. Southgate, <laughs> you're the one. That's a bit of a banger. Three lines on the shirt is a certified banger. I so, would never so. wear it, but you hear that playing, you get swept up. It's coming home. I don't, I don't know how long it's been gone. It's been moving like a prodigal son for a while now. Took its little European tour through France, Germany, Spain for a couple of years, Portugal for a little bit, went to Brazil. But, you know, it's coming home. It's yeah. coming home, finally. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a potential for England to win it, but I per- like personally, I don't think from do. like watching from from watching it, I feel like it's like if Italy get through, I think Italy are, are slapping. The thing it. is, I don't realistically, I don't think personally. England, I don't think England are going to win it. But if we do, it's if coming home. If that if it does come home, what we do know is that we won't be going back into a second lockdown. There's no way that this government would put a lockdown on. For that would that would be a riot. That yeah, would be a they, riot. They they burn the places down. Yeah. yeah, and it's a riot that black people wouldn't incite, so they wouldn't know what to do with themselves. They would literally be clueless. Yeah. No, I I really I reckon the fi- I think the final will probably be. England, Either Italy, Italy, Denmark, or Italy, England. I'm leaning towards Italy, England because I think England. Oh. I mean, they haven't conceded, so you have to think. Well, you it's know. Italy are playing Spain, no? Yeah, but Spain have. Not yeah, been, yeah, Spain have been not awful, been great. So. Like they and they've like they've had times where they've been okay, but it's just you know look how leaky they're. It's just no. I think Italy will. I think Italy will win. Yeah. And yeah, because I, I thought Belgium were the only the other yeah. favourites really at the time, and now Belgium are out. And that's why I think England could nick it because this is the thing that people don't. It's not with tournaments; you don't have to be the best to win it. You really don't. Like Greece won the Euros; they weren't the best team in the competition. Uh, they just they literally bored everyone. Cristiano Ronaldo cry. I really enjoyed that game. Yeah, like it was just the most boring. It, they were they played the most boring football of anyone who's ever like won a Euros ever, but they won it just by defending the entire time. <laughs> like. That's it's just you know. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what happens. Um, but I know if England win, we'll never hear the end of it. We'll start hearing about 1966 again, and then they're surely favourites going into the into the, the World, World Cup, Cup and next oh, year. Gosh. Yeah, next but, year. You know, shout out to the black players. Like if the black players made it happen, shout out to Sterling. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Saka. Shout out to Sancho. Shout out to all them man. We're rooting for you. Speaking of black people rooting for Coco Gauff, um, yeah, like shout out to her. She's been doing um, 
she's been doing amazing. Like, I watched her game, was it Thursday, I want to say? Um, yeah, and she's been, um, she's been, she's been killing it, really. Um, I think she, she's got a match tomorrow against Angelique Kerber, which would be quite tough for her. But, you know, hopefully she can, um, she's through to second week, hopefully she, she patterns things. Commiserations to Serena. Oh, so sad. Um, that was actually uh, heartbreaking. Yeah. But she will go down as, to me still, she's my GOAT. Best of all time. Probably the best sports person of all time to me. Is that still being debated? Are there people on the no side? I'm sure people are still still debating. We know full well that there are people on the no side. Are you on the fence on this one? Absolutely not. She's phenomenal. She won uh, an Open while pregnant. That in itself... I'm sorry, but if anyone understands how difficult pregnancy is, to be able to win a athletic competition at the top of your game yeah. while pregnant. Yeah. Nah, come on. Yeah. Come on, man. I think the only person you could really put in her category is Margaret Court. And I wasn't around for that Australian white woman, so... And she's only obviously Margaret Court is the one with the record that she's trying to get. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, like within what they call "quote unquote" the open error, like she's she's the best. And so there you go, man. Like whichever whatever happens, Serena, you're our goat, and that's that, and that will never be debated. The fact that you're still competing at the highest level, and you're what nearly is she forty yet? She's Nearly. 39. She's 39. Amazing. And I mean, shout out to the, up to the guys, like to Federer and Dal and Djokovic, still competing as well at the highest level. I watched Federer against, um, who's playing? Gasquet. It was still amazing, even at his old age. Um, well, relatively old. Anyway, um, back to England. Um, it's been a crazy time for politicians. Uh, Hancock getting his groove on and that. (laughs) uh, You know, you know what I, I think it's really important that on this podcast we take the time to to look behind every door of news (laughs) and make sure we really get to grips with the detail of every story. Mercy to make sure that we step out. Mercy of our comfort zones. Well, goddamn, Tunde roll a whole poem, and make sure <laughs> a whole poem. Wow. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. Wow. I really make sure that uh, we yeah. we have our we have our hands around the story. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> that's wow, someone came Woo. prepared. <laughs> Mercy. Woo. Yeah, I cannot. Although, to be fair, like, okay, the nation. I feel like was outraged and everyone was calling for him to resign. Is it just me who just found the whole thing funny? Like I wasn't, I didn't really have the like feeling of outrage or like, how dare you? I just sort of felt like, oh, sucks to be you. Is that, is that just me? Am I really tapped out? I just don't care enough about him. I wouldn't say I was outraged. I wasn't, no, the thing is, I just thought, it, I mean, it's obviously morally wrong, but 
kind of just is what it is, right? Like, he did what he did. Do you feel yeah. like he should have resigned? He needed to resign. He he painted. He should, resi- he should have resigned for everything else he did. Yeah. He painted himself into a corner as well because of how loud he was about. Um, ah, I forgot his name. The scientist who did the same thing last year. Ah, I can't remember. There was there was the scientist who was in charge of setting up the rules in lockdown, um, yeah. who was caught having an affair. Um, oh yeah, my man. Yes, I forgot his. I'm going to find his name. Yeah. Um, and, and Matt Hancock went on national radio to be all like, well, unfortunately, you know, he had no choice. He had to resign. And and they pressed him was like, so you're telling me that you that you don't think there was any way he could have kept his job? No, no. Had to resign. And the die was cast. And it was at that moment that Cummins and Boris decided they would get the footage and they would leak it. And that's how they'd get him out. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I think yeah, it was definitely it was definitely to me it's definitely like one of them leaking it because it didn't make it didn't make any sense. Um, what I what I thought was was very cr- well. What was crazy about the whole thing, like, um, firstly he wasn't planning to resign at first, and he said he he admitted that he breached the social distancing guidelines and apologized for letting people down. He didn't even apologize to his wife publicly i thought geez that that's very dread crazy and so boris johnson then said he accepted the apology and considered the matter closed and then he and then hancock resigned so i just think th- this is literally i think dominic cummins as much as he's a nasty piece of work he's absolutely he was right about pretty much everything he said about the tory government they're just nasty pieces of work all of them like Cola d'angelo he like matt hancock didn't declare that he'd appointed her as an unpaid advisor and then he then he made her a non-executive director, which he got 15 to 20K annually from public funds. I mean, it's just like, they're basic, like, this Tory government is one of the most corrupt governments we've had in my lifetime. It's like, in it's just incredible how much they, like, steal from us and they give contracts to their friends and they don't follow their own rules. And it's just, but the, the public, the general public just don't, just don't care. They're just part of the, Tory cult now and they keep saying well I actually heard someone go on radio say the Tories are the party of the working class so there you go I mean the, the best part is that we're apparently not finished if the if the reports are to believe there's more news about Michael Gove's private life to come out more? yeah I mean I, I thought he just got didn't he he spit up with his his, his thing didn't he? Uh, yeah but I think the rumours are around the reasons why. Ah, oh, right. I mean, his wife is a nasty piece of... They're both just disgusting people, so... I could care less, really. Like, Sarah Vine is... I mean, she writes for the Daily Mail, so... That tells you all you need to know. <laughs> but she doesn't just write for the Daily Mail. She's, like, that person that writes for the Daily Mail and is, like, horrible. <laughs> like, um, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I guess the only other things that we wanted to cover um, was Love Island, which, I mean, what's Excellent. there to say, really? So this is the part about... of the podcast that I've really been waiting for, knowing that you both haven't watched it, because apparently you have, air quotes, 
lives. I know. No, it's not because of a life. I have a moral. I have a moral. I have a moral objection. I personally watch it. I watch (laughs) Love Island. I'm currently watching both Love Island and Too Hot to Handle. Brilliant. Wait, you've not finished Too Hot to Handle yet. No, because we're trying to watch it together, but you know what it's like when you're trying to share. If it was me, I'd have binged it and had done it yeah. <laughs> in a couple of days. Um, okay, we can save Too Hot to Handle, but Love Island. Wait, first of all, um, Harry, what's your moral objection? And continue to talk about it. <laughs> Three people in connection with the show killed themselves. And the mothers of the two people that killed themselves said, oh, they should cancel the show and it shouldn't happen anymore. And also the parents of someone that's in the show right now was like, we've been getting horrific social media views. So to me, it just seems like they should cancel the show. I mean, they got rid of Jeremy Kyle and that was one person. This kind of seems like they should just get rid of it. So I think... Well, and that's not even the only... That's not even my only moral objection. Where, where I think it's... I'm leaving it. Where I think it's different, right... With Jeremy Kyle, I feel like there is an element of um, uh, advantage being taken of the people who are put on it because they're basically put in front of a live audience and made to live out their traumas for other people's entertainment. Love Island is more of an agreed social contract where you go on to this show. It is an evolution of what shows like um, Blind Date and all of those other dating shows that we used to watch on TV are now. I think I agree with you that social media is a problem, but I think that is a problem that exists completely separate to and regardless of whether or not we had shows like Love Island. People are bad mind and social media needs a little bit more regulation, if you ask me. But I don't think that Love Island, which is... At its design, I don't know if it achieves that design, but at its design, it's an entertaining dating show. Huh? Love Island is supposed to give people an idealistic view of just like some really beautiful... No, Love Island... No, you're putting that on it. Love Island doesn't say anything about giving people any lessons about how to find love. What it does... No, 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 it's not. No, 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 no. I'm I'm not saying it gives lessons. It, like puts it, gives the track- people, it gives people an ideal of like, this is what the ideal person should look like. That's a fact. No, it doesn't. It's not. We've put that on them. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. put that yeah, on no, them. That's a projection. It, it is. No, no, no. But, but, Love, no, Island, no but- Love Island makes no assertions about these people being ideal pe- looking people. It makes no assertions. Oh, they, about- just, they, just, they just happen to have people with like what society deems as perfect bodies. We're not saying that this is a perfect body. We're not saying that these are the like, this is what you should look like, but we're just going to make an island for people to to do whatever. Well, and we're only going to have a specific type of body. Any, to be honest, this season completely counteracts that because I would not say that these are ideals of beauty at all. No, and and again, wait, 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 because at the end of the day, right? There's people who go on that show who you have said are conventionally attractive who don't find love. They go in, they end up getting dumped. They end up leaving the show. Why? Is it because they weren't conventionally attractive enough? No, it's because regardless of what you look like, some people are just not going to be on it. So that in itself, so, right? It's not about you have to look a certain way. 
it's that van is not about you have to look a certain way. It's not. They will, they they're putting the people on there. They're putting the people on there because that's what makes money. Not because that's okay, what no. they want their customers or their audience to project themselves on. They are not portraying themselves as no, any no, no, kind no. of no, 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 but bastion I, of no, moral no, standards. No, 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 I, no, of course. I, what moral standard? Of course not. If you had a bunch of people, if you had people commit suicide because of your show, of course you can't, you can't do that. But I'm saying, when you look at what happened in the ITV breaks, they ha- which they had to stop, people would, like people, they were actually allowing companies who do plastic surgery to do ads during the show in the breaks. But There's that, a reason why, like, and yeah. and then what happens is all the a bunch of people on social media basically make judgments about how people look and everything about them on like a show. It's I don't know. To me, a lot of reality TV is toxic. I'm not saying Love Island is the worst. I'm not saying it's the worst reality TV show that's ever existed. I'm just saying it's bad. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's what, and, I, and I'm not the thing is, and I'm not saying yeah that. I'm this morally correct person for not watching it. Because there's other things that I might watch and other people might say, I don't like this because X, Y, Z. I'm just putting my reason as to why I don't watch that show. The only thing I don't like is when the same people that watch Love Island critique all these things that other people do and get on their moral high horse. And I'm like, cool, you watch Love Island though. So you hold that one and let other people hold whatever they do. I feel like, based on everything you said, it's, I've heard all the things that you're not saying and all the, you're not saying this, you're not saying that, but from what I've gathered that you are saying, your issues with it are all around people's reaction to the show, which is cool. That's obviously your opinion. You're entitled to that. That's cool and everything. But what the show is about, I don't think is half the things that you've mentioned. Like, the conversations that happen around it, something completely different, and I'm sure we would find common ground there. But it's unfortunate for you that we don't find common ground in watching the show. However... Okay, but here's here's, here's the thing. Can I just say one last thing? If I cook cook a meal and and people who eat that meal die, doesn't it come back to me? It could like, also be if, if, sorry, so wait. If some of them or if all of them die, <laughs> no. If some, if some, if 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 some of them <laughs> die, <laughs> there is a possibility that you are responsible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there is an equal yeah, possibility yeah, that. Yeah, but a, my thing is, my thing is just there's there's a correlation between the issues with like unrealistic body types that are in portrayed in in the media, which are correlation with like, people's with people's men, with people's mental health. People which you said, which, as you said, they addressed, they addressed by adjusting the advert, um, the the advertisers that they allowed to advertise, right? That, no, but, but that, it does. But the, the discourse around it is so toxic. But that that's not literally. That's not in their control because it's not the ITV social media accounts talking. No, it, it, well, it's, it, it can. It, it. It's not. It's not because I'm, they're not. Pro- what they're doing, like that. What you're suggesting is that because these people are conventionally attractive, they should not be given this platform at all, right? No, no, no. No, so that's... We don't... Because if ITV aren't suggesting that this is an ideal body type, they aren't the ones who are um, starting the conversation around discussing the contestants' bodies, who aren't the ones starting the conversation about saying, oh, yeah, this person looks like this or this one person looks like that. 
or this person isn't attractive, where is ITV no, responsibility? Let you lot do it. They just let you lot do it. No, okay, those people are going to do let's it. Just, let's just agree that, yeah, they let us do it. So ITV literally sponsor Tunde and I to debate the aesthetics on Love Island. So let's proceed to do just that. Basically, <laughs> what I want to say, yeah, I, I do agree that there is a certain level of responsibility that Love Island have to... Uh, uh, a, a level of responsibility around the conversations that they in uh, that they start that that come off the back of the show, but they're not solely responsible for it. So, looking at the a season so far, in the context of the heightened focus on black people representation and all those other things. Sunday, what are you thinking about the series so far? That's where I think the producers have been what weak, 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 weak. Yeah. Because yeah. in the casting, right, if you know the premise of your show is supposed to be um, putting together a group of people, attractive or otherwise, in the hopes that they like each other enough to get into relationships, you need to make sure that the people you put on are actually going to be attracted to each other. Right. And that includes your black women. Right. Like, as we said at the top of this section, Too Hot to Handle has had two series where every one of the man them in there saw the black girl and went, yes, please, sir. I would like to, I would like to get to know you. So I don't think it's impossible. It's definitely not impossible. It could be a case of, I don't know, whether there's, you know, just a whole bunch of Harrys out there who are like, no, personally, I cannot... I cannot allow my moral ground, no matter how attracted to the black candidates I may be. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot let my moral I ground. I can't, I can't but you know what? <laughs> Buttons, you're absolutely right. Tunde has has is basically jumped off the fence into hell. Just <laughs> fighting for hell. What's, what's going on? No, I'm actually busted up because I fully agree with this, but I just thought I would have to be the one to say it. <laughs> I'm having a whale of a time. <laughs> oh gosh! No, sorry. Go on today. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think where they have failed, where the producers, not necessarily ITV, have failed, is the inability to put in the work needed to find men who are attracted to black women. Because what the, when it comes to messages that are sent, if you look at the fact that consistently the black women are being chosen last, that does, and I, I agree it may come across as slightly hypocritical of me, but that continued um, visual message is one of black women being out of the set available to least attractive. Yeah. And particularly in this series, with no shade to any of the other women, Kaz is from day one has been top two. Yeah. So I yeah, I think they lack. So can I just can I just get this straight? You lot's gripe with Love Island is that they didn't pre screen the white people who came on to find out whether they're attracted to black people. Not just the white people. There's a black there's black people that come on it too, but it's just recognizing if your whole if your whole game is 
dating. It's like if, to keep it to keep it a buck. If you if you want the show to be representative, a black man ignoring the black girl and going for someone white is actually quite representative. So no, no, but what? No, 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 because you're not that. That's an accurate portrayal of reality. No, technically, this is actually reality TV. So what I'm what I'm saying and. Please do correct me if I'm wrong, Tunde. What I believe Tunde is saying is that they have reacted to the increased focus in or increased conversations that have been happening over the last, what, year and a bit around representation and whatever. And this is their attempt to show that they are, quote unquote, listening. They've educated themselves. You know, they posted their black square, but it means something. And what we're seeing is that it doesn't go far enough. So what we were asking for was representation to see ourselves on screen. We didn't know that we had to be specific and basically tell you like how to do your job. Because I assumed if we were going to see ourselves on screen, that you guys would be doing the work behind the scenes as well. And what we're seeing is that that is not the case. Like, no- So doing the work behind the scenes, just to clarify, what do you mean by that? As Tunde was saying, in terms of screening, like the whole casting process, if you're going to introduce, and I say introduce because it's something you weren't doing before, if you're going to introduce um, a more diverse pool of candidates, you need to make sure that those people have a level playing field. It's about equity. It's Wait, not do you say more? Di- do you say more diverse? Is this is this series? So there's more black women on this series than the- we have two. We have two yeah. already. Yeah, we never have two. And how many, is, how many? How many is the how many is the cast in in total? Uh, it's a fourteen-ish. Yeah, fourteen now, but it started at ten. So, so it's like one seventh of the cast is black. Three is three out of fourteen are black. There's two girls okay. and a guy. Right. So the yeah. point being representation, and I think this is more a like lesson to everyone because it it's it's the same thing we see in uh, companies to try and bring it back to highbrow again. The same thing we see in companies or in a professional sense where companies like hire as in response to the events of last year hire um a load of black um or f not not going to say that a load of black or non-white um candidates but all at junior levels and then don't give them any training to progress it's like you cannot do the cosmetic thing and not do the rest right you know, we're going to have to part two this conversation. We're going to have to part two this because a couple of us actually have to, we have to dash off. Yeah, I've already started making But listeners, I can just tell you that these are not the official opinions of Tales from the Foundation. <laughs> um, nothing that's just been said in the last five minutes uh, is like a correct portrayal of the ethos and the, the views and the beliefs of I would like I would like to take this to a vote. Tales from the Foundation I would like believe like Uma Johnson's... <laughs> I would like to take this to a vote. Um... Can all members of Telson Plantation who believe that overall Love Island is just an entertainment program please say aye? Aye. aye. So that's uh, two out of three. It that's is two. No, no, no. Hold on. Those, those against, please uh, say nay. 
don't yeah. think you understand. I don't no, need to participate. The motion of whether oh, TFTP believe Love Island to be a entertainment program. The eyes have two. There are two abstentions. Therefore, the motion passes to say that Love Island is an entertainment program, and that is the official stance of Tales from Plantation. Amen. I think what, I Amen. Think, Amen, you know. Jesus. <laughs> the other thing to note is that you guys, I think the problem is that you guys are treating this like a democracy. <laughs> My friend is not. It's not, <laughs> it's not democracy, this one. I'm sorry. Order, <laughs> order. <laughs> the right honourable Harry Tubman will desist. We will desist. We will have order. Do you know what? No. We're, okay, now, guys, we're actually going to do... And we're going to get a couple more people on. We're going to have this real Love Island conversation properly. Wait, because... wait. Uh, just to clarify, Harry, because you seem to be confused. You do realise that the show goes on for eight weeks. So throughout the next eight weeks, every time something happens, I will be bringing it up. So absolutely <laughs> this conversation. So the Plantation will be taking a break for the summer and we're going to see you in uh, autumn. This is the Telson <laughs> Plantation. <laughs> No, guys, love, man. Um, thank you guys for... You know what? Honestly, I appreciate you listeners, you know. Like, we appreciate you guys tuning in um, and telling your friends about Tales from the Plantation. Obviously, if you don't know, you can find us on Instagram at Tales from the Plantation, Facebook, Tales from the Plantation, Twitter at Plantation Tales, where you will hear me tweeting or see me tweeting um, what I tweet about. Um, and you can also email us at tellsfromtheplantation at gmail.com. And obviously, you can find this podcast wherever you found it, but also Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you get good podcasts. Um, and continue the conversation at hashtag tellsfromplantation, hashtag buttons, and Tunde are wrong about Love Island. Cool. Thank you, guys. And we out. Peace. Fabulous. Yeah, you guys are are really wrong, man. But it's okay. Halfway, I love you still. Halfway through that, my egg chair fell down, and I was really your what looking. egg chair? Yeah. What the heck is that? It's a chair that is in my the shape of an egg. egg. What's wrong with you? How are you going to be a home? I thought it was a chair. Have an egg. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought, it was, I thought it was a chair for your egg. No. Bro, what's going on? <laughs> a, a chair for you? You're tired. You're tired. <laughs> You're tired. Homeowning is tiring. Why is it called an egg chair then? Because it's in the shape of an egg. What are you talking about? Why was that not your first assumption? I don't know. Big man, how are you paying your bills? Do you need do you need an executor? Do you need what's what's that thing that Britney's in? (laughs) Hey, listen. (laughs) I'm keeping this in. That is hella messy, boy. Wow. Free my nigga Britney. That's what I'm saying. Listen. Listen, Britney Spears deserves freedom from conservatorship. That's what it's called. Her father is absolutely disgusting. The judges who upheld it, disgusting. The judges who released Bill Cosby on the technicality, disgusting. I'd say that they're quite toxic, to be honest. She's not your slave. Oh my god! Yeah. Stop, please. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, she's not your slave. Stop. 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 Stop.
Make, an, make another I pun. think they need to do that trial, baby, one more time. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my gosh. We told them to stop, but oops, they did it again. <laughs> anyway, all right, cool, guys. We're out. Right. Deuces. Bye.